upstairs to the upper floor. And I think, inshallah, those who were here last year and this year can feel that difference. It is to my great surprise and sadness that I was told before Zohar that no, there's still space in the masjid, subhanAllah. And there's still space in the masjid rear hall. But people are choosing to remain in the basement anyway. So the discussion that took place before Zohar was that I should encourage. But I've come with a different niyat. That is to enforce Yes, there are some things I will encourage, and this I'm going to enforce. So after we finish this program, Ibrahim Tutla is listening. Subhanallah. Allah Akbar. As soon as It's like hood hood. So, there will be no sleeping at all anymore in the masjid middle level. I have glanced inside when I walked down the stairs and I did not like what was shown to me. Finished, finished. Masjid middle level is sealed, will only be used for eating. Now, I'm encouraging, that I will enforce. Now, how you manage to fit now, it's your choice. I encourage that as many from masjid basement, the airlines, they call this upgrade, subhanAllah. I'm offering you upgrade. The masjid basement, you upgrade yourself to masjid rear. Masjid rear, you upgrade yourself into masjid hall. And masjid middle level, you upgrade yourself to masjid basement. So this will take place today. Masjid middle level is sealed. You should have desire. Can you imagine praying a salah when there are gaps in the first few rows and somebody has to come and ask you to come fill the front rows. Now, to compensate you for this enforcement, I want to be clear that even those of you who are living in Masjid Upper Main Hall or Masjid Rear, you can rest. You can catch that extra nap. I have no problem. You can nap through Masjid Ladies Beyond. I have no problem for that. I give you all permission to do that. Even those who are living in Masjid Upper Hall. But your niyat will only be this, so that you can be more strong and steadfast for your ibadah and zikr. That you can be more wakeful in the taraweeh and night majlis then you can sometimes sleep in masjid rear, sometimes sleep in basement. The rear ones can sometimes sleep in basement. We will allow a little bit of flexibility for the nap time, for the extra naps that you want. We can do that? Inshallah. Alright? So don't worry. We will try to maintain your sleep as it is, but I want to keep you more in the zone, more in the mood. And then again, I, and before I begin, last thing again I say, that try to spend less time talking. The number of you that I've caught in 24 hours is fairly large. <laughs> try not to be talking, not to be chatting. And this, oh, mashallah, so many of you, one was sleeping on right side, one was sleeping on left side. <laughs> like lovers, you were talking each other to sleep. This was a common thing I witnessed when walking out. The first, it's so no, all of you should be sleeping on your right side. At least you begin that way. Huh? MashaAllah, so many pairs I saw like this. Uh, one was like this, the other was like that. Huh? Allah Akbar? No, no, no. <laughs> Not like that. Hmm? Try, try. I don't want to have to enforce. I don't even want to be encouraged. You should be self-motivated. Hmm? You don't want to give me that feeling in my heart that I'm giving beyond, they're not listening. I'm giving the siha, they're not listening. I'm encouraging, they're not responding. You don't want to put that feeling in my heart. Hmm? To try. First day khair, you were warming up. Some of you were tired because you traveled. 
Alhamdulillah, now you should be strong. Fazail al-Sadaqat, one of the many, many great tasani, uh, written works of Shaykh al Muhammad Zakaria Khan Ramtane, whose name brings pleasure and delight to the lips that utter it, and that delight and ecstasy flows into the heart that remembers it. This work he writes in his own preface, he explains. This was one of his later works, which he compiled after Fazail al-Hajj. And he says he compiled this work especially at the request of the great wali of Allah Ta'ala, da'i of the Ummah, Hazrat Malana Muhammad Ilyas Ramtayla. And he says, my, who is his uncle? And he says, my uncle used to keep reminding me to compile this work. He said, once we were praying Salah in those days because of ill health, my uncle wasn't leading and he was in self. And after Salah, he turned to me after Salah and said, Mawlana Zakaria, don't forget that work I want you to write on Sadaqah, on charity. So he says, but I didn't have time because of my busy teaching commitments, my efforts of deen, so it got delayed. And he says, one day I found myself in Nizamuddin, Markaz Nizamuddin, Markaz Deen, Markaz Dawah, Markaz Tabliq, this place that Allah Ta'ala blessed in, in India, near right part of Delhi, you can say. And he says, I ended up for some reason, and that I don't know, it didn't explain, I was unable to go back to Saranpur. Those who are more familiar maybe with his detailed life biography may know this reason. So he said, I was staying back in Nizamuddin, and I said, okay, my uncle made requests from me. So I had a request of Hazrat Malana Muhammad Ilyas Ramtai. Inside Markaz of Nizamuddin, Shaykh al-Hadith, Mahal compiled this work, Fazail of Sadaqat. So that has barakah, it's also a lesson that all work of deen can be combined with work of tabliq. In Nizamuddin, at request of Malana Ilyas Samtale, muhaddis of the time, compiling work on hadith, on what topic? Not on dawah per se, not on tasawuf, jishti silsila per se, but on sadaqah, on the virtues of giving charity, and how that will bring virtues inside a person's heart. This is the true mizaj of akabir. And I also point this out because some in South Africa, they use this sentence and few, they even abuse this sentence. Mizaj of a kabir means mizaj of people like Hazrat Shaykh al people like Hazrat Khwaja Abdul Malik Siddiq people like Hazrat Ashraf Ali Tanv And one of the great things in his works, especially his autobiography, Ab Biti, which means his own life story, you understand that they had tolerance for one another. They had respect for one another. They had different ways of doing things, different ways of doing zikr, different ways of taking bayah, different ways of giving bayan. But they loved and respected and honored their different ways of doing things. That tolerance and pluralism is actually the mazaj of akabir. Then there may be different mazaj of individual akabir, but when you use that sentence called mazaj of mazaj, I mean the temperament and personality of akabir, that is to be used inclusively. That's never to be used to exclude anyone or any path or any way or any effort of deen. The only way of our akabr and all akabr ahl sunnah will jama'ah from the time of the beginning of this ummah was one of inclusion, was one of accommodation, was one of acceptance, was one of mutual love and mutual reinforcement. And maybe there's very few great individuals like Hazrat Shaykh Nadis, Muhammad Zakaria whose very life embodies and represents the mizaj of akabir, that inclusion and tolerance. So brief, very brief, otherwise one could speak for hours on that, a very brief introduction to the person 
rahimahullahu ta'ala and very brief introduction to the work is that just like I mentioned to you after Fajr like Imam al-Bihaqi and other muhaddithin Shaykh al-Hadith also follow the same pattern which is what begin with ayat al-Qur'aniya then mention ahadith al-Nabawiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then mention kalam awliya athari sahaba stories and incidents and statements of sahaba and then number four mention the statements of the awliya Allah same pattern, classical pattern you find in Fazal al-Sadaqat. So then today then I will just begin with some ayat of Quran. We ask the Hufas to sit near and correct. Print is small, font is Urdu. Huh? And Fakir is not Hafiz. Hmm? So I'm just taking some selection in the middle. Obviously this is a text that is very long and we cannot cover but to give you a taste. So we hope in the next few days to show you some of the ayat, some of the ahadith, some statements of sahaba, some statements of awliya, and then Shaykh al Ismail Zakariya has his own understanding and interpretation. And I want to also, here I will mention that to you the next time we sit in this dars. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Allah Ta'ala says in Quran In tumdu sadaqati fana'imma hiya that if you openly give your charities, then well and good, wonderful indeed that is. وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا And if you hide them and give them secretly, وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءَ And you give it to the poor and the needy, فَهُوَ خَيْرُ لَكُمْ That is even better for you. وَيُكَفِرُ أَنْكُمْ مِنْ سَيَّآتِكُمْ And Allah Ta'ala will use this giving of charity. Now it can be held to mean both ways, openly and secretly. But it can be held especially more for that which is most immediate to it secretly. Allah Ta'ala will use it as, to, as a compensation, expiation to forgive you for your sins and errors. سيئات. This is a word Allah Ta'ala of His mercy. It's more broad. There's dhamb and ism which just means sin. And sayyat means your sins, your indiscretions, your lapses, your flaws, your shortcomings, your misdemeanors, everything can be forgiven to this sadaqah. Wallahu bima ta'maluna khabir. And indeed, Allah Ta'ala is all and ever aware of each and every single thing that you do. Means that you don't need to give it openly. Allah Ta'ala knows that being for whom you've given it is all aware of what you do. And similarly, another verse of Quran Akreem, Allah shortly after that, Allah says, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ سِرَّ وَعَلَانِيَّةِ And those who spend of the wealth that Allah Ta'ala has given them, and they spend it at night, they spend it in the concealment of the night, in the openness of the day, they spend it secretly, they spend it openly. فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ إِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ They will have their complete reward from their one and only Rabb for whose sake they did this. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزُنُونَ And there will be no fear on them no huzun, no sorrow on them. What does that mean? Allah Ta'ala used the same phrase in Quran for awliyaullah. Allah inna awliyaullahi. What about them? Same thing. La khawfun alayhim wallahum yahzunun. So it means even sadaqah is something that can bring a person to wilaya. And this is the power of deen. That these pillars of deen, these arkan, salah can make you a wali. Ramadan can make you a wali. Zakat and sadaqah can make you a wali. And hajj can make you a wali. Just the basic pillars, if somebody does them khalisatan lillah, purely, truly, exclusively for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now here on these two verses, Shaykh al-Adhiz made some commentary, which is few pages long, but I will just summarize it for you. Number one, is that the permission and reward of giving both ways of sadaqah publicly, privately is mentioned. 
So how is this to be done? So sometimes a person will give publicly for this niyyah that maybe they will be active giving, will inspire others, will encourage others. So example might be, for example, if there's a young man who has a new job, he's not very wealthy, but he gives publicly so that the other young men think. Otherwise the young men, they wanted to give, but they thought, I'm just starting out, I may not have so much money. But when they see that, okay, he's my friend, he's just like me, he's also new, starting out in this world, and if he could give that much, then surely I could give this much. So his niya will be to encourage others, not for show, not to get praised, not for display, not for their name to be written on some plaque. That's difficult. Hmm? For the name to come on the wall, and the name to come on the plaque, and the name to come in the annual report. It's difficult to accept that that was done in order to encourage others. But it still might be possible. It might be possible. A person might say, I come from a family of people who are well off. And if I give and my family members find out that I gave, then they may also be motivated to give. So as long as the niyat is true, and this is also what Allah is saying in Qur'an, what that, Wallahu bima ta'maluna khabir, Allah is deeply aware and informed of what you do, why you do it, how you do it, with what intention you do it, with what manner you do it. So purify your niyyah, your intention, your direction. Allah Ta'ala will see that. And then your giving publicly will also be accepted. And then obviously then giving secretly, giving secretly. So that is for the sake of Allah Ta'ala purely. Like Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that's coming, that if we do that, but a hadith, that give with your right hand such that even your left hand doesn't know. But does it mean that you yourself should instantly forget your own act of giving? Give in a way that you are unaware of that. And this sadaqah, it applies generally to monetary charity, but the concepts of sadaqah in our deen is even broader than that. Even the sadaqah of helping someone, assisting someone, even the sadaqah of doing some khidmat of deen, dawah of deen, you should be, erase your awareness of those things. Otherwise what happens is if you allow yourself to be aware of them, then the very dangerous sin which is called ujub, which means pride and conceit and believing oneself to be something that can creep in. The, oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, I'm a speaker. Oh, oh, I'm a preacher. Oh, oh, I'm a server. Oh, oh, I'm helping people in this country or this part of the world. The second the awareness comes, the problem, the danger is there. Risk of ujub. The Nabiya Kareem was our guide. He was our murshid. He was guiding us. So okay, my ummah, so you don't get this danger. You give with one hand and you forget with the other hand. Be completely unaware as soon as you give. Allahu Akbar. So that can be another meaning of secretly, not just secret to others, but even secretly from your own self. Negate your own awareness of your own good deeds, whether they're acts of charity or any other a'mal saleh any other sadaqat. Then he quotes on Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani Ramtale, another great Shafi Fakir and Muhaddis of Deen. He himself quotes Alama Tabri Ramtale that the ulama feel that one understanding of this verse is that one should give zakah openly and give sadaqah, any non obligatory uh, charity, they should give that secretly. They should give that secretly. Then he quotes Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas that he explained this tafsir of this ayat that Allah Ta'ala will make the reward for nafil voluntary sadaqah given secretly 70 times more than the reward that is given for that sadaqah that is given openly. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So either way, one wants to get the reward of making sadaqah. 
One more hadith I will tell you that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that seven, there will be seven types of people who will get the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day of judgment in which there will be no other shade. What does that mean? That unless we make it to one of these seven categories, we will feel the burning heat of that day of judgment. We will feel the torment and trial of that day of judgment. We will be, it will be a day of calamity for us. That it should be our deep desire and intention that we enter one, two, few, more, most, or all of these categories. So I'll just mention them to you. So number one is a just king. Subhanallah. How few are those left in our world? And truly our heart tells that if a person was like that, can you imagine the just ruler like Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, like Sayyidina Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, what a means of mercy they are for the people, what a source of comfort they are for the people, the kind, true and just ruler. But then our ulama mashayikh say that, okay, it doesn't have to be restricted to the ruler of the whole Mm, ummah or ruler of the whole territory. So what could it mean? It could even be, Allah knows best, but it could even be the just and kind manager, head of department, just and kind factory owner, factory manager, company runner. Hmm? It means in whatever area, to whatever extent of rule, ikhtiyar, amr, Allah Ta'ala has given you, how many people He's placed under you. It could also mean in the family. So Allah Ta'ala has made the husband and the father, the amir of the family. So if He d- fulfills that duty of leadership with justice and fairness and equity and peace and happiness and accommodation and compromise. So one, there are many ways a person could enter this category. Here, that would get. Second is a young youth who spend their youth in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are called shabab, young men and women who give their youth to the ibadat, zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third, that person whose heart is attached to the masjid. Subhanallah, this is something we can make dua to Allah ta'ala for. That Ya Rabbi Kareem, you have pasted me to the masjid for ten days and nights. You glued me to the masjid for ten days and nights. Ya Rabbi, you put this glue. I didn't put this glue. You put this glue. Ya Rabbi Kareem, I make dua to you that you put this glue. Don't let my sins ever erase this glue again. Hmm? Maybe this one we could actually get in these ten days and nights. The person whose heart is attached to the masjid. Like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-mu'minu fil masjid, kasamaka fil ma'i. That the believer in the masjid is like the fish in water, attached. It's their life, it's vital for them. Fourth, two people who love each other for the pleasure of Allah. Al-mutahabbuna lillah. Al-mutahabbuna fillah. Those who mutually love each other. Only and only for the sake of and pleasure of Allah, without any worldly motive or connection, and they meet one another in that love, and they part with one another in that love. Allahu Akbar, we all have love for each other, fellow Sunnah Muttaqifin. We have love for each other, guests in itikaf and hosts of stanger. And we only met one another for the sake of deen. So if we can keep that love alive and not look at one another critically, not notice the faults in one another, not be upset if somebody took your spot, not be upset if somebody ate before you, not be looking at the host with kindness, the host should look at the guests with kindness, the ulama should look at the others with kindness, the others should look at the ulama with kindness. If we can have that kindness and love and forgiving, nature in these 10 days 10 nights we can get this way also of entering into the masjid 
entering the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on that day. Allah Akbar. Number fifth, a man. And it can be understood both ways that a person who due to the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuses to approach a beautiful person of the opposite gender when that person was inclined towards them. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So a man who refuses to approach and entice and engage a beautiful woman who is attracted and trying to attract him towards her. A woman who refuses to approach and entice and go near that handsome man who is attracted to her and is trying to attract her towards him. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala. That number one, Allah Ta'ala preserve us from any such opportunity. <laughs> we have no hope in, in our faith and we have no hope and faith in our strength and ability to survive such a temptation, to withstand such an attraction, to withdraw from such a situation. But were Allah Ta'ala to test us with such a trial, now it won't happen in these 10 days, 10 nights, but were Allah Ta'ala to test us with such a trial, to make dua to Allah SWT. Hmm? That Ya Rab, never, never let me falter, never let me waver, never let me have even one inkling of unlawful feeling for any ghair mahram. And then to make toba for any such inklings, Ah, or more than inklings that may have taken place in one's life up to now. Hmm? To make toba. Sixth is that person who cries when they remember Allah Ta'ala when alone. Allahu Akbar. This also a person can get in this ten days and ten nights. Who cries when they remember Allah Ta'ala. Now to be alone doesn't mean you have to be the only one in the masjid. This is a type of khalwa, itikaf, that you secluded yourself from the world and brought yourself into the solitude, recluse, retreat, sanctuary of masjid. To cry when you remember Allah Ta'ala. It's open here whether you remember Allah Ta'ala out of fear, you remember Him out of love, you remember Him out of longing. You, you cry at discovering your Allah Ta'ala again in these last 10 days and nights. You cry in sorrow, what happened to me that I was so distant from my Rabb all along? Any and every tear that you shed, Lillah Fillah, will bring a person on the shade of that arsh on that day. And then the seventh category, the nisbat of this for the fazal sadaqat is the person who gives sadaqah so secretly that their left hand does not know what their right hand gives. So that I told you it was coming, but we explained that already to you, to give sadaqah so secretly that their left hand does not know what their right hand does gives. This can be understood, I'll give you another meaning of this hadith, beautiful explanation. That a right hand, if you take it more generally, right hand means your good deeds, left hand means your sinning self. That your sinning self should never notice the good deeds that you do, lest the sinner in you think, it's okay, maybe I can indulge in this because I do this, 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 this work of deen anyway. Because I do these, these amal ibadat anyway. So no, never let that sinful self of you see that. The sinful self should only see the sins, should only notice the sins. It should incriminate itself, it should blame itself, so it makes tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? May Allah Ta'ala grant us through the nisbat of Hazrat Shaykh Al-Adis and his fikr and concern that these words that he penned and ayat that he gathered and ahadith that he compiled would enter into our heart. The whole purpose is to change. If any talim, it's not reading and recitation, it's not listening, it's to change our heart. 
that these talimat, diniya, these teachings of deen should transform our heart. May Allah Ta'ala make each and every one of us according to these teachings of Qur'an Al-Kareem and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. After dars, then we do collective zikr known as khatamat khwajagan To those who are new, I will explain it again. Khwaja is a Persian word. It means sheikh. Khwajagan is plural of khwaja, so it means shayukh, mashayikh. Khatam means to recite a verse of Qur'an. So which verses of Qur'an are this? So some of the awliyaullah, they were so deeply connected to Qur'an that some of them, didn't happen with everyone, but for some of them, they had a very particular, special, khas, ta'luk, nisbat, special affinity, connection, attachment with some verse of Qur'an. And then what would happen? They would like to recite that verse a lot in their life. They would teach that verse a lot in their gatherings. They, would, they felt that Allah Ta'ala had given them the feelings of that verse. Sometimes they say that my life is ayat ke zere saya guzriye. It means that I feel my whole life unfolded in the shadow and shade of the meanings and feelings of this verse. Allahu Akbar. So they had special connection with that verse. So then, what we do in this khatam is that we recite those verses also. Why? We're reciting them, number one is tilawat. So any letter you recite, you will get ten blessings and rewards. Second, we're reciting it as a dua to Allah Ta'ala. That Ya Rabbi Kareem, we've learned from some of the awliyaullah that these particular ayati Qur'aniya, verses of Qur'an, are life-changing, life-transforming. Life shaping. Yalla, we're reciting this verse on our tongue because we want our heart also to be impacted by this verse. We also want our life to fall under this verse. We want our feelings and our being to be governed by this verse. So this is called khatamat. So I'll give you as an example. One verse is, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. So what does it mean? So this is one is to just recite this when you lose something and you're looking for it. And one is for your whole life, every second you feel it. Inna lillah, that I am from Allah and to Allah I will return. Now if you felt that all the time, it would change the way you act. It would change the way you interact. It would change the way you behave. If all the time this was ghalib on you, it was predominant on your being and your outlook that I am from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to Allah I will return. And every verse is meant to be like that. That our whole life should be that, should be under and according to that. So Allah Ta'ala bless them awliyaullah that they experienced that in their life. They experienced it. That I am feeling this all the time in my heart that I am from Allah and I return to Allah. So they felt it. That they would recite it more out of shukr. They would recite it more because they wanted to feel it more. So there will be some few ayat like that. Then it is also majlis hidrood. What does it mean? In addition to these ayat, which form the khatam, we will also recite Drood Sharif. And we will interlace and interweave these two things together. And one reason is that because we're reciting these ayat as a dua, and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that any dua that is preceded by and followed by, preceded by and followed by Drood Sharif salawat, that dua is more accepted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the way we recite this, is that because some of you are new and you may not remember the ayat, these particular verses of Qur'an, so I will recite them slightly in an audible tone. But the method of zikr of our mashayikh in Naqshaban is one of silence. So you will recite it. You will, you will recite the words with your tongue, but in a whisper. In a whisper that is 
audible only to yourself or at most a light whisper that is audible to one person who is next to you. So you will whisper it. I will recite it on microphone to prompt which verse to recite, which Dhrushrif to recite. All right? And, the, and many of the verses are like that, ones that you will already know the meanings. And your heart should be leaping that, Ya Rab, I want this to become the feeling in my heart. So begin with Dhrushrif. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimin. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimin. لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين 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 والله ذو فضل اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الرحمن الرحيم إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله ولي الذين آمنوا الله ولي الذين آمنوا الله ولي الذين آمنوا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
Bikrim, fix the sinner in us, fix that nafs Amara in us, fix that nafs Lawama in us, grant us nafs Mutmainna, Ya Rabbi Bikrim, Allah attach our hearts to the masjid, keep our hearts always attached to all the masajid, Ya Rabbi Bikrim, and Allah accept our coming here and meeting one another, and let us part in your name and for your sake, make each and every one of us from the Muttahab, Bina Fillah, amongst those who love one another for your sake, and Ya of all the other categories of all those who will get all and any of your mercy on that day guide us to it make us from it grant us that crying in solitude Ya Rabb grant us that ikhlas grant us that that deen Ya Rabbi Kareem Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta samiyul adeen wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawabur raheem wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een birahmatika ya alhamar rahimeen Instead of doing extra maraqaba, we ask Sunnah Mutakifin to go rest in their sleeping places as I reallocated them. Hafizir Brim Tutla and the other helpers will help guide you to your new sleeping places, your upgraded seating assignments, inshallah. And then you will go straight to sleep. This is the most critical time for you to sleep. Sunnah Kailullah will make you fresh for Taraweeh, make you fresh for the night. Those who wish to exert themselves in Ibadah, exert yourselves in the night, exert yourselves in the morning. This is time to sleep. We ask Hafizah to take his team. And inshallah, especially first those who are in Masjid middle level, that you reassign yourselves. And maybe some basement people, Masjid basement can upgrade. You want to make an announcement? A very important Hafiz Ibrahim Sahib is going to make an announcement. All Sunnah Motikifins who came with motor vehicles, all brothers who came with their own motor vehicles and have them parked in the masjid parking lot, I need you all to see me uh, immediately. We need to move your vehicles to a safer location. And we have made arrangements, so please come and see me immediately and uh, we can make that arrangement there. The second thing I want to say is that um, we've got these cables on my right and my left which either way is going to be the same thing if we can the center section in line with the mihrab is we're going to call it the ibadat section and on either side of it is going to be the sleeping section so if we can stay in the sleeping section when we're sleeping and in the ibadat section when we're making ibadat then it makes it easier to close the curtains so those who are sleeping can sleep comfortably and those